to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches hey peaches you know what's great about zach not being here well, you can actually get your order correct today <laughs> <laughs> you know it's really hard to get it wrong i would have to do like a long pause and just like wait for him to butt in but he's not at here which, at which point i would be so unbelievably livid that i'd say we would just scrap this recording and try again after a 10 minute break <laughs> What's that thing from Futurama, the Angry Dome? I need an Angry Dome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it wouldn't hurt, but you know, we got a really good episode. I was actually really excited about all the stuff we're going to be talking about today. I really am too. I mean, for just one week, that's what's weird about gaming news is like the week before when we just did half-baked takes, it's like we were struggling a little bit to find things to talk about. But then all of a sudden we've got one week where it's like, bam, 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 huge fucking news. Yeah, I mean... Without E3, it feels like there was like a, a like a bit of a drought because everyone kind of said everything they were ready to say. And now we're, I don't know, like three weeks separated from E3 and people are starting to tell us some more stuff again. That's right. So with that being said, uh, what are we doing today? Today, we are going to be talking about EA getting blackmailed. Peaches really wants to talk about Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. Some you and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that it, was an upset. That was a gaming upset right there. <laughs> and we got some Valve rumors that came true, and we got a quick take. I thought we had two quick takes. Um, See, I, I narrowed it down to one, because there's only one, really one that's worth talking about. All right, fair enough. And that brings us into EA getting blackmailed. Now, uh, you're going to be doing quite a bit of talking with Nickelodeon and Valve. So would you like me to take this first one? You go right ahead, bud. All righty, my man. All right. This first article is coming to us from Vice.com from one Mr. Joseph Cox. So, Joseph, thank you very much. Hackers moved to extort gaming giant EA. After trying to sell a cache of stolen data, hackers are now dumping some of the information publicly in the hopes of forcing EA to pay a ransom. All right, this is fun. (laughs) So let's get a little bit into the article. Uh, The hackers who previously stole a wealth of data from gaming giant Electronic Arts have moved from trying to sell that data to now releasing parts of it publicly. In one message on a forum accompanying that data dump, the hackers say explicitly they are trying to extort EA as well. Few weeks ago, we send email for someone to EA, but we don't get any response, so we will be posting the SRC, one of the posts from the hackers reads. A compressed 1.3 gigabyte cache the hackers released appears to include references to internal EA tools and the company's origin store, according to a copy viewed by Motherboard. Okay, um, (laughs) I know how I feel about this, but Peaches, let's hear your take first. What's going on in your head right now? Um, Well, first of all, I am glad that this hack does not affect any of the players. They explicitly uh, mentioned yes. that, yeah, nobody's personal information was taken or anything like that. So there's no just regular consumer getting hit by the backlash of this. I love that it is just hitting EA and nobody is uh, nobody that doesn't deserve it is getting hit by this. And I find that really interesting because it feels like we're in a Robin Hood type scenario because they definitely could have. Right. Like, if you're in EA's records, you could have tried to fuck with all of the consumers of the products as well. But you specifically just wanted the big potatoes in there, which is EA itself. They intentionally left people alone, which is nice, I guess. (laughs) Like, this is a real, like, no hero situation. But the thing is, like, we, you know, if you got a bully that's actively bullying you and there's a bully that you're entirely disconnected with that bullies your bully... 
Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious who you're going to root for. Yeah, that is actually a really good metaphor, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I, I don't care about these hackers, but I absolutely hate EA. I really do, too. And that brings me to my next point of how bad do you feel for them right now? Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I, I love this news. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope this happens to them over and over and over again, as long as it doesn't hit a like, just regular consumer that didn't do anything wrong. It's about EA got taken down a fucking peg. Am I right? Yeah, they just they are just such a scummy company for anybody that's in the gaming realm. Like I'm willing to bet you that EA is probably up there with like a cable company as one of the most hated companies. Interesting. So something else that I find very interesting about this report is the fact that like they got kind of a few emails and a few of the letters saying that these hackers have had the data on them for a few weeks now and have been trying to get into contact with EA, but quote, have not been getting any responses. Why do you think that is? Do you think EA was taking this seriously? I mean, I'm sure EA was taking this seriously, but EA doesn't want to pay them a ransom for this. So, you know, they're just going to let it sit and hope that the uh, FBI takes care of it for them, is my assumption. <laughs> and it doesn't appear like that's going very well. Yeah, I mean, I like the. I don't know if you were reading that uh, that email, that the, the ransom email they got. And I mean, it's clear that these hackers are, I'm guessing from a European nation by the uh, somewhat broken English that the ransom note was sent in. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, the FBI can do their best, but like if these guys aren't local, I don't know how much jurisdiction they really have to handle this, you know? And I mean, EA is definitely freaking out. But what's interesting to me is like how they're trying to play it off. If you go even deeper in the article, they actually did have a statement um, from an EA spokesperson. They said, we're aware of the recent post by the alleged hackers and we are analyzing the files released. At this time, we continue to believe that it does not contain data that poses any concern to player privacy. And we have no reason to believe that there is any material risk to our games, our business or our players. Um, so I don't know, like what's really weird about this is this isn't even the first time in recent, like recent times that this has happened, right? Like who was the other company that had their data extorted from a few months back? Do you remember? What, uh, that might've been, was it Blizzard? I, I got to look into this. It could have very well been, but I do remember that whoever it was, they reacted pretty damn quick because they know the danger of having hackers have that data. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it CD Projekt Red? It very well could have. You know what? I think that's it. I think it's CD Projekt Red because it was for the cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, a bunch of their yeah, uh, yeah a bunch of their data got stolen and uh, it was sold online. Yeah, I remember that for um, a lot of their games, like I think Witchers 1 through 3 and Gwent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwent. <laughs> hey, Gwent is a so fun card game. I know, that's exactly you said what you said the last time I laughed at the word Gwent. <laughs> word for word. So, anyway, EA, I don't know if that spokesperson is just trying to keep the happy face on for, like, the audience. Um, or if they're, like, totally fucking freaking out right now trying to figure out what to do. And I think the bigger question is, for people who don't understand, like, what's the danger in having any of this information leaked? Well, I mean, the I guess the inherent danger for the company is that, you know, they if they have their data released online, then the worry would be that another company can try to copy it and do it better or cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that would be the main thing they're concerned about. Or, you know, someone like tries to like bootleg some of their stuff and give it off uh, for them not getting a profit. So I think that would be like the main concern of EA. Um, and as mm -hmm. far as we, we don't really even know what all the hackers have, like all we know is like the 1.3 gigabytes that they, you know, just released online for free because uh, they couldn't find a seller. <laughs> Could you imagine being one of these hackers 
and you get some of this data from EA and you start like decoding it like finally. And then all of a sudden you hit to see the other 1.2 gigabytes of this hack. Give us four ninety nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's exactly what I And it's just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, it, and like, it would be the perfect fuck you to EA because they're just the absolute worst. Like, ever since Mass Effect 3, when they released... Okay, just, just in general, if you release a day one DLC that costs extra money on top of the game, just automatically go fuck yourself. Um, right. But, you know, Mass Effect 3 released and then I had a day one DLC that you could it is arguably essential to the plot of like the overarching story of Mass Effect. And they released it as like additional DLC with Mass Effect 3. And like that was when I really started like losing it with EA because it's just so scummy. Like you had this ready. It should have already it should have just been in the game, not like a separate ten dollar DLC on top of the sixty dollars I already paid. Not to mention if it has like crucial plot elements to it, like having like microtransactions and DLC in the form of like story additions or like cosmetics or thing like that. That's one thing. But to literally hide pieces of a story behind a paywall after someone just pot $60 worth of content from you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's awful. Yeah, and I mean, we, we talk about how riddled with microtransactions their other games are all the time. And, you know, we could bitch about that all the live long day, about how, the, you know, like they're all pretty much all their sports games are pay to win games because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you buy these microtransactions to, you know, open random card packs to get better players to make your team better than other people's. And it's it's a real shitty practice, but unfortunately, because of you know how well it works on the the small amount of people they are likely not going to stop yeah you're absolutely right so and to tie this back to the article that's why when i see stuff like this i always i will actively root against da at every turn yeah something else that i think is really interesting is um Part of this article is getting data from a different article that was uh, published by Motherboard, and they came out to say that um, essentially the hackers broke the EA by purchasing a Slack login token from an underground market, which I think is really crazy in itself, too. I don't know. This whole thing is really screwy. I really loved what you said earlier about there really being no heroes in this case, because it's exactly how I feel. Yeah, you know, the, I, I mean, it's just like if it would be nice if it was a Robin Hood thing, you know, like, you know, uh, this like these low down hackers stealing from, you know, this multi-billion giant corporation EA and like giving something back to all the people who have spent money on this. But it's really it's not that it's a small group of hackers taking on a multi-billion dollar company to try to extort money out of that multi-billion dollar company. But I don't care about that multi-billion dollar company, so I hope they lose. Yeah, precisely. It's, those hackers aren't doing anything for the benefit of the gamers. They're just looking for a quick fucking buck. Yeah. And if it were anybody else, here's the thing. If it were anybody else, I would find this incredibly scummy and really awful and kind of scary. And even when it is EA, it's still kind of scary, to be honest with you, to think it's that easy to hack into like private deep web computer networks. But because it's EA, this thing is becoming a fucking cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like EA is a is a comically evil corporation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. I think we've got all we can do there because honestly, we're probably gonna have a bunch more news about this exact thing next week. I can't wait to see where it goes, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um uh, we'll leave it there and get on to some more positive news that I was more excited about and hopefully everyone else is too. You were so excited about this. Let us, <laughs> let us into Peach's world. What's going on here? So next article is Nickelodeon's fighting game devs have high hopes and competitive dreams. Now, just a quick prelude to this article. As many people have already seen, the Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl trailer just recently dropped. And it looks like a lot of fun. But I'm going to get into this article real quick and then we'll talk all things All-Stars Brawl. So, sure. This article is coming to us from Kotaku and Ian Walker. 
Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl is an upcoming Smash-like that, despite its licensed nature, is already sounding like an absolute legit fighting game. Not only do the lead developers have experience in making their own uh, popular platform fighter, they're also looking to implement rollback netcode for an optimal online experience. And uh, Kotaka had an opportunity to speak with the folks at Ludacity, the studio behind All-Star's Brawl, about their hopes for both its casual and competitive future. Ludosity may not be a household name, but it's found itself thrust into the spotlight thanks to the reveal of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl earlier this week. The studio that's based in Sweden was founded over 10 years ago and maintains a staff of less than a dozen people. They've released several games over the decade, most notably 2018's Slap City, a platform fighter in the vein of Super Smash Bros. that's even been featured at major Smash community tournaments. So, I just want to get a quick note in here. I did some research on Slap City because I had seen it before because, you know, you, you've probably seen like popular YouTubers play it because, you know, just right. variety gamers. Um, mm-hmm. But Slap City has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam, which is the best like you can hope for on Steam reviews. Like that is the best you can do on Steam. That means you've had far more positive reviews than negative to the point where it's hardly worth mentioning the negative. <laughs> so, right. So when you see that, like, these guys made a game, like, I'm sure a lot of people heard Slap City and were like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And that's totally fine. But for the people that do know what it is, it was absolutely loved. And I didn't even know that it actually made it into Smash tournaments. I didn't either. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, this game apparently was a a niche hit and it was made by a studio of less than a dozen people. So we can always, you know, love some indie devs. So, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, they already described it. It's going to be like a sma- like a Smash clone, but that's not really giving it enough because apparently the roster of characters that they have is so fucking insane that it is just bringing a ton of credibility and interest to this game. So, give me your top few favorite fighters you've seen from this trailer so far, <laughs> and I'll give you some of mine. All right, so I'm going to give you a top three just so I don't steal too many of yours, hopefully. Okay. Uh, we got Danny Phantom from uh, yep. the show Danny Phantom. Of course. <laughs> we got Helga from Hey Arnold. And we got Reptar from Rugrats. That's a yes. Yes. Of, the, because of what we've seen, those are my top three. Reptar? Reptar and Danny Phantom are probably going to be two of mine, but I'll make a couple more. Um, fucking Invader Zim. <laughs> I saw Invader Zim in there. I'm like, yes. Thank you, please. <laughs> awesome. Um, obviously, Nigel Thornberry <laughs> from the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> and of course, how could I say no to Patrick Starr? No, I absolutely get that. Definitely. Like, Sandy and SpongeBob are probably going to be fucking awesome, but it's Patrick Starr. <laughs> Come on. This game hits you right where all of your nostalgia wants to, you know, like... Some of these shows I hadn't thought of in a long time. Like, you you may notice uh, Ablina from Ah Real Monsters. Wow, yes, I haven't heard of that in a while either. Yeah, like, and um, I mean, obviously, The Wild Thornberries is a show that I don't think has been on since, like, the early 2000s. Well, that's what's interesting about this game in itself is the fact that it's actually doing a pretty solid job of mixing, like, older Nickelodeon titles with like some of the newer stuff too like there's some absolute classics in here but there's also some people I've never fucking heard of before like who is this Lincoln Loud fella uh, yeah I have no idea but apparently from the, they're from a show called The Loud House so I mean they exist they're on Nickelodeon but I am not familiar with them and the real trouble here for me is uh, I am getting Cartoon Network shows and Nickelodeon shows mixed up in my head yeah <laughs> like I, I'm like naming off all these like possibilities and uh, I have to have my friends shoot me down like no that no that was that was Cartoon Network sorry there's not gonna be codename Kids Next Door in this. Oh my god, number two from Codename <laughs> Kids Next Door. Yes. Number four, dude. Number four. No, I was a number two fan. Number two and number five. Um and honestly, like you could do a lot of really funny stuff with some Nickelodeon shows, like just imagine you seeing the babies from Rugrats as fighters, like just going into a fight, Reptar versus Tommy Pickles, or you know, uh, Helga from Helga from Hey Arnold versus fucking uh, oh Chucky. 
Oh my God, you know I'd play as Chucky. Let me, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to Google best Nickelodeon shows. Because I know there's a ton that we're missing out on oh, here. Oh, so much. Is. Like Avatar The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra. Oh my God, yeah. Duh. Oh, Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, dude, yeah. One Decimo and Jurgen von Strangle. Decimo. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Um, I fucking hated the show Fanboy and Chum Chum, but that seems like an obvious pick. Was Cat Dog Nickelodeon or was that Cartoon Network? That show was weird, is what that show was. <laughs> I'm just saying, all I would right, play right. as Cat Dog. Stay with me here. Cookie from Ned's to Classified School Survival Guide. <laughs> Not I, technically animated, but yeah, I think I think that's where we're gonna run into trouble. Is uh, real <laughs> trying to throw real characters? It's in real here. people. What about uh, oh. Rocket Power? Rocket Power, Jimmy Neutron. Yes, I don't know who. Do you get Carl you, Weezer? Just uh, yeah, definitely get Carl Weezer in there. You're damn right. We're gonna get Carl Weezer in there. Okay. I got one that's legit here. Ready for this? My life as a teenage robot. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Jenny? Jenny. Yeah, I'd definitely be into that. That's, oh, my gosh. She would be this so cool. This is getting me super excited. <laughs> yeah, like, if this is a Smash-like game, I mean, honestly, Smash is, is such an accessible fighting game and bringing all these old, beloved characters and, I mean, even some new ones. I think that this, if it's done well, which it seems like it's being done by a studio that will do it well, I think this could be a mainstream success. I don't know if it's going to rival Smash, but I think it it's definitely up there. Like I it's it would be a fun fighting game to have. The concept seems ridiculous, but I think it's important to keep in mind that the concept for the original and Smash Bros was ridiculous too at the time. Absolutely. Like you had Pikachu fighting Mario. Like come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, people at the studio, at Nintendo Studio, weren't taking that fucking seriously at all. And then it was such a huge success that now it's, like, unimaginable to gamers a world where Smash Bros, the most accessible fighting game of all time, doesn't exist. What if that's what this is? Yeah, exactly. This, I, I again, I don't know if this is going to be, like, a wide, like, mainstream success like Smash Bros, but I do think this is going to hit really big for a lot of people. And I am honestly, this is one of the few games that I am actively looking forward to. Like, again, this is this trailer got me excited for games, which does not happen a lot anymore. I get excited for games, but not in a different way than how I feel right now. And let's talk about the accessibility of this game. It's on fucking everything. Yeah, and I think it's I think they said it's going to be crossplay. Huh? Oh my god, that's bananas. Yeah, exactly. I and this is one of those games where I don't think there's a competitive edge to playing on controller versus playing on uh mouse and keyboard. I don't I don't even know what I would which console I would want to have this on. I'm so excited by the possibilities here. It, it the thing that's the thing is it doesn't matter what you would get it on. It doesn't matter at all. Like it's I, I can't imagine a better cross-platform game other than Rocket League. They're about to blow this out of the water, man. This is, I can just tell this is about to be a banger. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think there's a release date yet. I'm guessing at the very earliest, 2022, but I am totally fine with that. It's a studio of like six people. Feel free, Take your well, time. They're, they've said available fall of 2021. I so, I am not going to hold out hopes for that. That seems a little too either. optimistic. I 100% agree with you. Um, I yeah, I you know what? I was about to come up with like some devil's advocate, but no, you're totally right. I want them to take their time with this. Uh, fall 2021. If it happens, great. If not, whatever. Yeah. But this is super interesting, my man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when they showed Nigel Thornberry. I kind of lost it a bit because I was like, I mean, yeah, he's one of your uh, animated characters, but he is not the one I would have pictured in a fighting game. And like, it, it seems ridiculous and it's funny and I like it. The movesets of these people are going to be fucking bananas, too. 
<laughs> just absolutely insane. I can't even imagine like like some of these characters. What would their movesets even fucking look like? Like, I, I mean, I I, I'm looking at like a brief screen cap here and all I see is Nigel Thornberry punching Helga from A. Arnold. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Who watched Hey Arnold and didn't want to punch Helga? Oh fuck Helga! <laughs> I mean, her parents sucked. Her parents sucked. We get it, but yeah, but she was so mean. Ugh, she was. She was very mean. <laughs> so, all right, all right, yeah. So this is this is really exciting. I I wanted to talk about this game. I wish Zach was here to talk about it more with us, but. I feel like, you know, he he's he'll be listening and he'll he'll be excited in spirit. I feel like that's not true at all. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Look, Zach, if there's one thing about Zach is he is willing to try games if he gets to play with his friends. That, that's that's a big thing with him. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. But he also loves Super Smash Bros. And therefore, I feel like is going to be incredibly critical of this game his competitive fighting like game nature is gonna like come into this too i i don't know i feel like he wouldn't take this as seriously as like you and i who are like wow this is the biggest meme game i've ever seen in my life and i'm all for it (laughs) whereas he's like okay but what are the mechanics of patrick star (laughs) and i'm like who fucking cares (laughs) yeah exactly like i mean Okay, so I get Zach is incredibly good at, at Smash Bros, and he's a very competitive person. But I feel like you know, when a game like this is first released, it's more about the fun of it rather than the competition of it. You know what I mean? That man could make shoots and ladders competitive. <laughs> That's fair. But anyway, I think it's time to move on to the next article because news just keeps getting more and more weird this week. I don't even know if this is weird because we talked about this sort of in the past. You remember when we talked about the Steam Pal? I do. I do. Yeah. So uh, the Steam Pal is out and uh, it's not the Steam Pal. It is now called the Steam Deck. So into this next article coming to us from The Verge. There's enough Steam Deck demand to take down Steam Store, which I mean, right off the bat. Great title. Yup. <laughs> Claps to you, Richard Lawyer, Lawler, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just before we get into this, I mean, I, I'm glad that something we talked about has, has so quickly come to fruition because it was not that long ago that we talked about the rumors for the Steam Pal and seeing the Steam Deck announcement like maybe a month or two later. Instant gratification, like near instant gratification. Oh, most definitely. So, getting into the article, Valve officially revealed its handheld PC gaming machine only a day ago. That was apparently enough to spread the word when the Steam Deck went up for pre-order day at 1pm Eastern Time. The demand gamers knocked Steam for a loop as the store produced error after error. Seemingly every step produced another pitfall two-factor authentication. If you weren't signed in, some signed in accounts had to sign in again credit card checks, even a wonky response from a system that pegged uh, long-established Steam accounts as being too new to participate. Other parts of Steam got flaky during the the crush of pre-order interest, too. The entire Steam store, Steam's community pages, and the age gate that lets you view mature-rated titles didn't always work this morning. So, that's kind of all I need to read from the article to say, the demand for the Steam Deck is huge absolutely way more than i would have predicted when we talked about it just a couple months ago it is and i'm glad that it is because i don't know it it's 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 such a good idea (laughs) i want it so bad (laughs) like here's here's the thing i like the idea of this a lot like A mobile PC gaming platform is not necessarily what everyone was asking for, but I think there's definitely room on the market for a powerful handheld gaming machine because this uh, Steam Deck looks better than like the laptop that I bought like in 2013 for like $1,500 and it's half the price. That's a third of the price. If you go with the like, if you go with the base model, fuck. <laughs> Different amounts of storage is huge. First of all, yep. 
So getting uh, getting into this a little bit, the Steam Deck is going to be either $399 or uh, $399 for a 64 gigabyte model, $529 for a 256 gigabyte model that has a NVMe SSD, or $649 for a 512 gigabyte model that has NVMe SSD as well. So this is insane. It is. It's absolutely crazy with the competitive pricing on this thing too. Now, there's a lot of speculation that still needs to go into this that we just don't know yet. Like, um, how much RAM does this thing have? You know, what type of processing power is it using? What's the graphics card like? Oh, like do we have to ask the, all those questions? Because if you scroll down a bit, I have all of your answers. All right, well, answer them for me. All right, so for the CPU, we got an AMD Zen 2. It's got a core okay. count of four core, eight thread. GPU, we got an AMD RDNA 2. RAM, we got 16 gigabytes of RAM. Storage, we just talked about. It's got a 7-inch LCD touchscreen. Resolution 1280 by 800. Refresh rate 60 hertz. And a battery life ranging from 2 to 8 hours. Wow. I'm not super impressed with that battery life, but there had to be some hit here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't can't (laughs) have it all. There, I mean, I don't know what a Switch's battery life power is because my Switch never leaves its dock. So... Newer models of the Switch, that's like, of course, all of this is incumbent upon what kind of game you play. But I mean, that's kind of that's just the thing is like, honestly, it's probably on par pretty well with what the Switch's battery can do. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't know enough about the Switch's battery life. I'm sure there are ways to extend extend the Switch's battery life past what the Steam Deck will offer. However, I just want to say what a stark contrast between what Nintendo Switch brought us like, hey, no Switch Pro, but look at this, we got a Switch OLED. It's got an OLED screen and it comes in white and black and then Steam comes out as like, here's a computer, like a, a uh, gaming computer in your hands. Like, that it, yeah, exactly. Where you don't have to rebuild your library at all, you know? Yeah. And it's going to run off of Steam's like personal created operating system, which according to everything I've read so far, they have perfected since the last time they tried this, but we'll get into the last time they tried this more in a bit. But every all, everything I've seen on this so far makes it look like this is going to be a relative, a, a relatively huge success for Steam and Valve. And I really hope it is. Um, so I, there's a lot of questions here that are still on my mind. So we've got the announcement. We've got the specs. Let's start with a simple question. What do you think of the design of this thing, Chess? I actually, it looks pretty sleek. I'm not going to lie. I think it looks, you can't go wrong with all black, you know? Like, it looks mm-hmm. slick. Now, um, I heard that this thing is going to be a bit bigger than the uh, Nintendo Switch. But I think I'm fine with that. Like, because, I mean, what's... What's like a, you know, one to two inches of length added to a mobile gaming platform. And also you can dock it just like you can with the Nintendo Switch. Like you can dock it and like put it on your TV or something, you know? No way. Yeah, that is a feature. Holy shit. That's insane. So, I mean, okay, purely spec wise, this is obviously better than the Nintendo Switch. Like, just objectively, this is going to be more powerful than the Nintendo Switch. So, there's a huge conversation going on right now. Is this the Nintendo Switch killer? And JP, you're the bigger Switch gamer here, so I'm going to let you speak on this first. What do you think? So, that is a really complicated question. Um, In my opinion, no for several reasons. I mean, look, the Steam Deck is incredibly impressive. I love the design. I love the concept. I love what it's promising to do. And I love even things that they haven't said it can do, but it's probably going to be able to do. Like, we haven't even gotten into emulators yet, you know, which is like another huge thing that is going to be outrageously cool for the Steam Deck. But when it comes to Nintendo, the thing is, the Switch is huge. I mean... First of all, you've got the first party titles from Nintendo that make the Switch great. Um, 
And I mean, Nintendo's got its hands on the handheld market, you know? When it comes to handheld gaming, Nintendo's just got that market on lockdown for the most part. Now, that being said, there were a lot of people, there were a lot more people who were disappointed by the Switch OLED model announcement than happy about it. So the strategic placement of this device, the Steam Deck, right after that, I feel like is not coincidental. And I feel like gave them like the opportunity to really shine by like showing you what we could have in the form of handheld gaming. But being the Switch killer, I personally don't think so. All right. And I think that you have a lot of great takes there. And I would say it for me, this all really boils down to one thing on like a Steam Deck versus a Switch. Who is getting a Switch that is also in the same market as like a PC, like a active PC gamer, Valve, you know, Steam user? I feel right. like those two circles are barely intersecting if this was a Venn diagram, right? Like that's the, right. there's not a ton of overlap there. The people that are like big Nintendo Switch fans are not the same crowd that you're selling like, you know, PC games to. That's fair. It's like you said, the first party titles that Nintendo comes out with is a huge draw of the of the Nintendo Switch. And the Steam Deck is not going to have those first party titles. It's going to have a lot of really great titles that is because it's going to have Steam on it and it's a Steam operating system, blah, 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 blah. Uh So it's just it's two different audiences like you can. You're going to have all of the people that love your Switch and those people are separate from the people that are going to be extremely interested in the Steam Deck. Not to say that nobody that likes the Switch is going to also like not nobody that uh what's the way to put this people that like the switch may also like the steam deck but this isn't gonna kill the switch by any means the switch is gonna do just fine and plus i mean like if pc gamers are looking for the exact same experience that they have in this uh, steam deck as they do in pc gaming they're gonna be disappointed because i mean the fact is as 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 impressive and cool as the steam deck is it's not on par with a PC and it you shouldn't expect it to be, but there's people who will expect it to be. Right. I mean, we're still talking about like a 60 hertz refresh rate on that LCD screen. Um, the LCD, again, is going to be super on par with like a switch screen, to be completely honest with you, about the same size, about the same brightness. Um, but it's like you said, like those really aren't the selling points here. It's about getting that Steam library on the go. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, uh, for games that like have overlap, um, you know, something like The Witcher, I would probably get that on a Steam Deck before I get it on a Switch. Let's be real here. The Steam Deck is going to run it better, just plain out better. Way it's gonna, better. It's going to look better. It's going to play better. And so something like that, obviously, you get it, you get for a Steam Deck. But like Switch, it has those classic titles like, you, you know, people love their Marios. They love their Legend of Zelda. And, other and holy sh- yeah, I, I, yeah th- those are the two that I know uh, just immediately. So <laughs> and holy shit, I did not know about the dock. That's insane. Now, it's important to note that the dock is going to be sold separately and I guarantee it's going to be more expensive, like pretty solidly expensive. Like we're, pro- we're probably talking like, you know, I mean, for God's sakes, I see a display port on the back of this thing so (laughs) it'll probably be a hundred dollars and a hundred dollar peripheral but still the idea of being able to have your steam library in a reliable fashion on your television set and wherever you go is incredibly appealing yeah absolutely and i understand it yeah i'm here for it so there's one more thing we got to talk about is is this is this going to be supported? Because Valve does stuff like they make technology and gaming peripherals a lot, uh, not a lot, but right. they've made it a few times. And tell me, JP, what what can you tell me about the Steam Link? Um, I know it didn't do too well. <laughs> All right, uh, what about the Steam Box? You know, you know a lot about the Steam Box. Um, again, promising, but did not perform very well. All right. Uh, how about that? How about that Vive? You know, Steam came out with their own uh, VR. I, I do like now, the Vive. For what it's worth, the Vive is probably one of the best 
if not the best like virtual reality set on the market, but still not many people have it. Um, the Vive, it had like a really cool tech demo uh, of like a game from Valve. And then it was pretty much the Vive was saved because like good indie games were made for it. But there was also apparently there was a ton of complaints about the Vive like on customer support end. So it was another thing that Steam made and then didn't support. And right. Uh, how about that Steam controller? You get you, you get yourself a Steam controller, JP. You already know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer to these questions. So the Steam controller was also it was another really interesting thing. Steam controller had a lot of really cool like um, customization options you could do with it. Not in the terms of like you know customizing like the outside of it, but like you had like these two like circular pads that you could customize to do different commands in different games. And a lot of people really like that because, you you know, you could make smoother uh, controls for yourself if, you know, that was something you were looking to do. Um, Unfortunately, that one also was not supported and needed a lot of help from community guys, uh, community guides to get working properly. So Mm -hmm. Steam has like a, a tendency to make a lot of stuff and then not support it down the line. Now, I think the difference here is that this crashed the Steam store getting all the pre-orders for this. I don't think any of those other things did even near that well. I I see your point. I personally don't believe that that in itself is a hard proof like indicator that the support is going to continue past this point. It's very promising because it's like, holy shit, we really have something here that people want and therefore we should support it. But I mean, on the other hand here, Steam is like definitely being super ambitious with this project and diving into a lot of realms that they don't really have a credibility in diving into quite yet. Like handhelds, like the whole dock thing, the controller, and we have like the operating system. Like, sure, we're getting like notes from these devs that, oh yeah, we've perfected the operating system. They say that about every operating system. Some people think that about Linux. <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh, Linux was on the Steam box. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Could be one of the reasons why the Steam box was such an incredible failure. Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, but I think the difference is here. I saw something saying that the Steam Deck would also be able to run the Windows operating system if you wanted it to, which is incredibly promising if that's true. I I would have to see Steam's operating system, but unless it's superb, I'm getting Windows immediately if I'm allowed to, if I even get this thing. Right. I mean, Which, look, I'm very tempted. <laughs> the storage alone it had me raising an eyebrow. The rest of the specs on this, I was in awe of. Like, how do you get a mobile, like, a mobile gaming platform with half a terabyte? Like, that's that's insane. Like, I think my Switch has maybe 32 gigs. Yeah, that's stock on the Switch. Now, given Switch games don't need nearly as much space as, you know, most of these games that well, the hold on, Steam GP. Deck's going to have. But I mean, there's a lot of small indie games on the on Steam, like Stardew Valley. Like, what's that? Maybe a gig at most? At most. So, I mean, there's a lot of small indie. Like, you could fit a lot of games on here, theoretically, as long as you're not doing, like, your super AAA, like... Have you noticed how sports games take up? Well, probably not because you don't get sports games. Sports games take up a ton of space. Like it's 90 gigs for like 2K. That's ridiculous. And like for Modern Warfare, I want to say it's like 100 plus. Oh, th- I did know that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not like super into these AAA titles, you're going to have a ton of space on this if you go with like the highest end option. But even if you don't, like, Steam has a ton of smaller games that like, you could fit easily onto 64 gigs. Like, that's... It's it's impressive. Yeah. It's it's impressive on its own. Is there anything else about the Steam Deck you want to say before we wrap it up and get going with some hot takes? Um, I got, I got one last thing I want to ask you uh, that I don't have an actual answer to. Do you okay. think there is going to be another company that tries to do what Steam is doing here better? 
I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like this device was a flex in itself for Nintendo on Nintendo. <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest, um, I it's really hard to say that because, first of all, if there were a company who would want to pursue this, who would it be? The only if it weren't Steam, the only other company I'd say is Steam. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe Steam. You know, because they they could probably pull it off because they've got enough like credibility in their platform and, and failed projects to know. Okay, here's what's what we shouldn't do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, my next guess would be like, hey, maybe Nintendo actually, you know, tries to up the ante with the Switch. Like, maybe the Switch Pro has to be even better now because of the Steam Deck. Could very well be. It could very well be. But like, I, I don't see like Xbox or PlayStation trying to match this because I mean, I, how successful would you say the PSP or the PS Vita were? Like, this is a legitimate question. Like, I have no idea how well I don't did. either. Um, I think the PSP was more successful than the PS Vita, but I think both of them underperformed compared to the expectations of Sony. Right. Um, and has Microsoft ever made a legitimate attempt to get on the handheld market? If they have, I am not aware of it. Exactly. Me neither. <laughs> um, I just think it's territory they don't want to dive into. They're like, you know what? We know our place in this fight. We are staying right here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with that, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about the Steam Deck. I'm pretty excited for it. I don't know if I'm going to get one because, again, I have my PC right here. I don't need to bring it with me places. But I think that this definitely hits a market that... Um, is needed if i have a career in the future where i'm on the road a lot oh this is going to be an instant gimme but yeah i'm kind of in the same boat where like i am a pc gamer who is stationary most of the time when i game <laughs> so and when i'm not i bring my switch with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's a good thing that's coming out i just i don't think it's going to be for for me just because i don't need it but i love it nonetheless all right, you ready to move on to our only hot take for the day? Yeah, I mean, we just got the one, and JP, this is more your your thing uh, than mine, but we saw in a tweet from the skate devs today that um, we were recording this on Sunday, and so that means on Monday, there's going to be news on Skate 4. JP, uh, where's your head at? You know what's super funny is I was playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered with my brother today. And my dad was asking some questions about Tony Hawk and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fun. It's no skate, though. It's no skate. <laughs> and I know I knew in the back of my head, like skate four is on its way, but we've received no news. And then all of a sudden I hop on here and look at the script and it's like, oh, hey, skate four news. <laughs> it, it's a good day. So we don't even have the actual news yet. What we have is the news that there's going to be news tomorrow. Isn't that great? Don't we don't we love the state of this stuff? Like the news is the news is coming tomorrow. It's a it's weird. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I understand because doing it a day early it gives you the ability to generate some hype before you put out the actual news and that's really going to get the buzz going so i understand why they're doing it but how convenient would that have been for us because literally they picked the worst day for us since we're going to be recording next sunday yeah i mean jp is going to have to sit on the news for a while before we get the chance to talk about it I'll probably I'll probably tweet a little bit about it because I don't think I'll be able to wait the whole week, but <laughs> I'm really excited. I am super excited to see what they're going to do, like what their plans were. Um, skate three was executed very, very well. Some people don't think as well as skate two. Um, I personally disagree. I think every skate just got better and better and better. And I think skate four is probably just going to blow it out of the park. What we did get is a simple tweet today. That essentially said, here, let me pull up the tweet. We got it straight from Skate EA, which is kind of funny that we were just shitting on EA, but here we are. You know, it, it is what it like. Bioware is owned by EA, but I'm going to shit on EA all day. Fair enough. 
What have we been up to? Well, we formed a studio back in January, got a bunch of super talented people to join the family, and we've been working hard on the new game. Now we know many of you were hoping to see more from us this week, but we're not ready for prime time just yet, and we won't be part of the EA Play Live show on Thursday. It's still early, and we are committed to doing this thing right, which means it's going to take some time. So we got news on we got news in the works. Yeah. We've got news in the works. It's going to be very fun. <laughs> I can't wait. I love skate. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is wonderful if you just want to jam out to an amazing soundtrack and do some ridiculous fucking tricks on a skateboard. Just unrealistic weird shit. In that sense, Tony Hawk is great. If you actually want like something that actually takes like a little bit more skill and precision and learning of mechanics with an awesome world skate is probably for you yeah so i mean look look forward to the the teaser that's dropping tomorrow uh, or to, so tomorrow is going to be july the 19th so you know if you're excited about, about that tweet us at game t let us know what you're thinking tweet yeah. at game t and uh i think with that we're ready to move on to uh upcoming game releases Yes, we are. Would you like to take him this week, sir? I will take care of him. So, to, so on July 22nd... Get your shit together. I am doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> on July, Stop yelling at me! <laughs> on July 22nd, we got Last Stop coming out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. July 23rd, we got Orcs Must Die 3 coming out for Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, PS4, PC. July 27th, Microsoft Flight Simulator is making its way to the Xbox Series X slash S. And a game you've heard us talk about a bit, Neo The World Ends With You coming to PS4 and Switch. Samurai Warriors 5 coming to Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles coming to PS4, Switch, and PC. And Tribes of Midgard coming to PS5, PS4, and PC. I think that is uh, pretty much going to wrap up this episode, Peaches. Wow, what a great set of news. Yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot to talk about. And uh, I think we kept it concise enough. I, I was really excited this week. It's It's been a good week for gaming news. <laughs> So, on Saturday, uh, Zach will not be with us, nor will Czar. So, it's going to be Peaches and I again, and we don't really have a segment that was made for two people, so we had to make one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On Saturday, we are going to be doing Unpopular Gaming Opinions, where we just talk about some of the hottest takes we have about gaming. And I'm going to be honest, I'm really excited about that, too. (laughs) Me and JP are going to yell at each other. It's going to be a great old time. And everybody's going to be leaving Thanksgiving uncomfortable. God, I hate Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. So we will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. Later. I'm so tired, Peaches. (laughs) (laughs) My soul. It's, It's done. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.